Two questions that will reveal your life's calling. Let me guess. You fall into one of these three camps. Number one, you have no idea what you want to do with your life, but you're trying to figure it out. Number two, you have an idea of what you're called to do, but you're just not positive yet. Or number three, you know what you're called to do, but for some reason, you haven't acted on it and you're hopping on this podcast looking for some type of permission or affirmation to kick your butt into gear. No matter which category you fall into, you will get what you're looking for in this episode. What's up, what's up? I'm Clee the Visionary, and this is the Build Your Vision podcast, where we look to get you clear, get you confident, and get you paid. Because we believe the quality of your life is directly determined by the clarity of your vision. And someone needs what you're building. And in today's episode, we are breaking down the two questions you need to ask yourself to reveal your life's calling. Let's go. You're listening to the Build Your Vision podcast. A podcast series about maneuvering the ups and downs of building a life that you're proud of, captured in real time. A community where dreamers become doers, and doers become world changers. Let's go. Thank you so much. So, <laughs> I want to give a, a disclaimer before I start this, because you guys are going to see me publicly speaking. I haven't shared this with anybody. That's the sound of me doing my first podcast interview in front of a live audience. Now, why is that important? It's not. If it wasn't for the person who was about to take a seat across from me and what he has to do with the two questions that will reveal your calling. So can you give a big hand, some big energy for Dr. Darius Daniels. Dr. Darius Daniels is the lead pastor at Change Church in Atlanta, Georgia, and South Jersey. But he's also a serial entrepreneur, one of the most prolific speakers of this generation, and an author of a book I highly recommend named Your Purpose is Calling. So who better to speak to about calling than someone who is walking in theirs, but also took the time to articulate how he discovered what he discovered about calling. The conversation about calling is one of the most misunderstood conversations, I think, in the faith. And, and that's a little bit scary because that's the one thing about the faith you don't want to get wrong. Like what you're supposed to be doing with your life isn't the thing you want to get wrong. From the outset, Dr. Darius was setting the stakes very high, as you see. And what I thought was just going to be an interview of him sharing how he got clear about his calling turned into something completely different after I asked a question and got back this straightforward answer. How do you know if it's really your calling? I kind of reject the question a little bit. I was not expecting that. It turned into two questions you need to ask yourself if you want to reveal your calling. Question number one, what assumptions are you making about your calling? Because when I first started getting a sense of what I was supposed to do, I had to, part of the reason it took me so long to say yes, was I had to get over my assumptions of what saying yes meant. Dr. Darius is referring to the decision he made to go into ministry instead of going into law school, which was his original plan. I thought saying yes to this ministry thing meant saying yes to poverty. What is often underestimated is not the economic ramifications of poverty, but the emotional ramifications of poverty. When you experience poverty, there is a degree of emotional trauma that you experience that can produce a fear of ever having to go back to that. Right. And so I think it kind of took me longer to say yes to this ministry thing because 
I had to overcome. And I don't think I overcame it because I don't know how to overcome certain fears. I just know how to replace an inferior fear with a superior fear. So I was still scared to do it. I was just more scared not to obey God. So I just did it anyway. Yeah. What did it, what did that feel like? Like you knowing this is the route now I just have to obey. Yeah. I mean, there was a degree of anxiety attached to it, but it wasn't a whole lot because I'm 20, 21. And in my mind, I always think I'm always thinking backup plans. So I'm like, God, I'm gonna do this thing. If it don't work, I'm gonna spend the block and go back to law school. Okay. Or if it doesn't work, I'm gonna go into the academy. I'll get my PhD and I'll go into the academy. So I was open to stuff like that all the way, even in seminary. I got extended the opportunity to try to go on this track, to go on a PhD work so I could be a professor, all those kinds of things. So yeah, long story short, man, it was just some anxiety, but not a lot. I just felt like, hey, I'm gonna take this one season at a time. Question number two. Are you 51%? Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I think Dr. Darius explains it pretty well. The premise of the question is based on an assumption that clarity is not relative. Mm -hmm. It's based on the assumption that there's a degree of certainty I have to have. Exactly, right. To do a thing God's called me to do. Yeah. When clarity can be 51%. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, how do you know it's really God? I think there are seasons where from time to time you probably question. Yeah. It's like, I think you told me to jump out of this boat. I was was at 90% when I stepped out. Now that I'm out here and the wind is blowing and it's getting a little shaky, I'm down to like 53%. (laughs) Does that make sense? Now I'm drowning. I'm like, okay, it's 45%. (laughs) Then Jesus picked me back up and take me back to the boat. Okay, I'm 80% now. So uh, I think I had a degree of clarity when I made the decision that was the degree of clarity I needed for my decision. I don't assume that everyone has to have the degree of clarity that I had because everybody's next step isn't as drastic as mine was. For a leap that was that drastic, it required a degree of clarity for me that I didn't have, let's say, when I planted the church. So going to seminary, like 95% clarity. Planting the church, like 55%. Wow. But they were both God. Yeah. I think we all know everything is built twice. It's built in your mind first, then you build it in reality. And so for me, I think I'm still building what I saw when I first started. So what I saw with the eyes in my heart in 2005 I don't see yet with the eyes in my head in 2023. Did y'all catch that? Because if your vision is only success, that's your vision. Say that one more time. If, (laughs) If your vision is only success, success by cultural standards, then that's your vision. It's not God's. Because success for God is when you faithfully steward the vision that he gives you in your heart in a way that it actually becomes a manifested reality in your life. So success for him is faithfulness. And in culture, we call the fruit of some of our, or the statements of some of our success, success. Um, So like a a large following isn't spiritual success. Does that make sense? It makes sense. A big church is, a big church is like church success is what culture would call successful. What I'm going to be held accountable for is Darius. How did you steward the vision I gave you in your heart? 
And did you settle for a definition of success that culture gave you and not a definition of success that I gave you? Purpose is the reason for the creation or the existence of a thing, right? It's not determined, you discover it. Calling is God's imitation for your participation in the reason for that creation. Role is a set of responsibilities he calls you to in certain seasons. So you accomplish your purpose when you say yes to his calling to different roles over the course of your lifetime. So people, y'all hear what I just said? Yeah, so you, you, you accomplish purpose when you say yes to his calling to different roles over the course of your lifetime. So you can't say you are faithful because you've been faithful. You're only as faithful as your last yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if I stop saying yes at New Jersey, I can't say I was being faithful. So saying yes to abandon law school and go to seminary, that was one calling. That was God's invitation to a set of responsibilities in that season. So seminary was a season of preparation because your first cause is called preparation. Then I had, to, I had to say yes to different invitations he was extending to me to do different things at different seasons. I had to say yes to the calling to the marketplace. The point that I'm making is I just kind of feel like a lot of times people fall in love with a role because you think it's a calling and they're not the same thing. If you assume that the way he has used your gifts is the only way he wants to use your gifts, you step into a season where you can say you've been faithful but you can't say you are faithful because you're only as faithful as your last yes. So how do these two questions reveal your calling? Number one, what assumptions are you making about your calling? And two, are you 51%? Well, a great exercise to make this as clear as day is to sit back, relax, control your breath, and shed all tension in your body and mind. Ask yourself this, if I absolutely could not fail without a shadow of a doubt, what would I do with my life? What contribution would I choose to make to society? Go with your knee-jerk response. Do not rationalize. Don't take the time to rationalize. What's your answer? Write it down, like right now. Type it out, write it out, whatever you got to do. Even pause this if you have to. This could literally be anything. For me, it was being a podcaster. What's it for you? Start a scholarship fund, create a fashion line, become a food YouTuber, a motivational speaker, a stay-at-home mom, smile at people? I don't know. Literally nothing is too outlandish or outrageous for you to put down on paper. Like literally Mr. Hotspot does that. He makes a living with smiling and telling people to smile. Don't like yourself. Look, smile right quick. Yeah. Do it. You scrawled on this video to do it. Oh, like that. I'll run from you right now how good you look. If you don't know who Mr. Hotspot is, just Google him. Anything is possible. Just go with your gut reaction and then ask yourself, why haven't you done that? Are you making assumptions, like Dr. Darius said, about what your calling requires? Well, who told you that? Is that a fact or is it your past informing your future? 
Dr. Benjamin Hardy, another author that I highly, highly that you just go into a rabbit hole of what his books say, has a book called Be Your Future Self Now. And essentially, the point of this book is saying that don't let your past self inform your future self. That's often how we live. We let our past experiences determine how we live in the present. But it's actually better to let your future self influence your present self. That way you're making decisions in the present for who you want to be in the future instead of making decisions in the present because of what has happened or what you have seen happen in the past. Remove those assumptions. I'm not going to tell you how much Dr. Daniels makes as an entrepreneur, but just know it's not a little bit of money. You are the dictator of what your narrative will turn into. And you are not subscribed to what your assumptions are inferring about your calling. Do you have faith that your calling is possible? Remember what Dr. Darius said, not every calling is 100%. So if you're looking to be 100% positive, you may be looking in the wrong place. But all you need is 51 to move forward. Do you have 51%? If so, then I believe your purpose is calling. The question now is, will you answer? Executive production by Cleavon Davis. Music production by Cleavon Davis and Christian Hernandez. Build Your Vision podcast is a product of Build Your Vision LLC. Hey guys, Clee here. Thanks so much for listening to the Build Your Vision podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would think you did if you stayed all the way to the end. The best thing that you could do to help support this show is by sharing it with somebody. By you just taking a few seconds to recommend this show to somebody, you are making a huge impact, not only on the success of this show, but possibly on that person's life.